Father, come before your throne. Thank you for having sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. God, I thank you because God is by the shed blood of Jesus that already all redeemed. Now, God, let this brief word that comes forth here be an encouragement tonight. Let it bring someone out of sin. God, let it be a deliverance to somebody. God, let us hold fast to your word that we all might not perish, but that we might all have the everlasting life. Thank you, Father, for your worship, your precious, precious word. Glory to your majesty. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Everlasting life. Let me read these verses while this thing closes down here. We're going to go ahead and read. Bless God from Zion. From 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3 is where we're going to read from. Glory to God. This know ye also. Get the right glasses on here. That in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fears, despisers of, of those that are good. Despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. Having a form, of, a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive seven, uh, captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of truth. Uh, let me read verse 7 one more time. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. I wrote some words down here. Uh, I don't see them now. Ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of truth. It's a sin problem. Is what it really boils down to. See if you read through... Timothy here, especially this chapter of Timothy, you'll find Paul talking to Timothy about uh, about matters that could uh, uh, cause one to be blind, about things that can cause one to, to fall away from what is true. I might want to name this the blindness of sin, because sin does blind, and that's what Paul is talking about here. He's talking about how, how people are running around to and fro. Living all manner of way, doing all manner of thing. Living and let live, as they say. Ever learning, never coming to another truth. And Paul talks about how some creep in the houses and how they go there in these houses and they're women who are engaged in their own lust and they're being taught. Hmm. Question goes to us what they might be being taught. Are they being taught to go further into their sin? Or are they being taught the word of God? 
no matter what they're being taught, they're not coming to the knowledge of truth. Therein is the problem. Therein is what we need to deal with. See, because sin blinds. You know, it doesn't matter what the sin is. It could be lying. What does lying do? Lying holds back the truth. It blinds the hearer from the truth. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? I'm talking about blinded by sin. Paul talks about some of the sin. And I'm not going to go into detail because I sure don't have time for that. But Paul talks about men uh, being lovers of their own selves and being covetous. Boasters and proud and blasphemers are some of the things. Without natural affection. Traitors and hated, high-minded. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. I might suggest the term hedonism. You might say, boy, what are you talking about? I might suggest then further that if all you seek to do is gratify your own lust, you are falling into hedonism. See, it is our job to worship and love God. It is our job to magnify God in our bodies. And when we fall from that, we fall into hedonism. We fall into self-glorification. We are blinded by sin. We become carried away of our own lust. What is a lust then? A lust is a strong desire for something that is not yours. I'm going to use this obvious example. Be it male or female, that person across the way is not your spouse. And yet you desire her or him. That's sin. That's sin. How can we who are dead to sin live any longer therein? And that very sin blinds you from the truth when you have your own spouse at home. You got a wonderful spouse at home waiting for you, but you are blinded by that by the sin. But this love is over here. Real love, but you blinded by sin. What are we gonna do about this blindness? I might suggest that we remove the blinders. See, because we don't have to give in a sin. Yeah, I mentioned a moment ago, it doesn't matter what that sin might be. It could be lying, it could be cheating, it could be running the red light. You know, you shouldn't have ran that red light. You had plenty of time to stop, you saw the yellow. But you're blinded because you gotta hurry up and get to McDonald's. Have that burger so you can hurry up and get home and watch whatever it is on the TV set. So therefore, you must needs run that red light. Blinded. Maybe, maybe we ought to get more into the word of God and have those blinders removed. Just maybe we need to count the cost. See over here, talks about the silly women over here. Over in verse 6, chapter 3 of 2 Timothy. Talks about how they which creep. Mm. Uh, I'm not getting to that word creep right now. We can go a long way with that. 
into houses and lead captives, silly women laden with sins. Talks about silly women. It doesn't even say the captors are silly. It says the women are silly. I, I didn't write the book. Don't get mad at me. It's not a sexist statement. I'm just reading what's in the book. But I would argue further, though, that those who would lead those silly women captive are not very wise themselves. I would argue that point. Why? Because they are blinded by sin. Blinded by sin. But then there's a way to come out of that. There's a way to take off the blinders so that we can see clearly. It's really quite simple. If we confess our faults one to another, there's one way. If I offend you, I need to go to you and make matters straight. But the real issue is offending God. That's the real issue. We need to go to him and repent. Repent not just with our mouths, with lip service, but with our heart by turning away from that thing that offends God. Do you choose to be blinded, choose to be blinded by the sin of hedonism? Or do you choose to serve God? What will you do? I hope and I trust that all those hearing my voice via this medium choose not sin, but they choose a recovery of blinded eyes from sin. Turning from sin and allowing Jesus to come into your life wholly and fully. Because only when that is done, only when you don't allow sin to remain captive in your life, can you and will you no longer be blinded by sin?